0: Welcome back to OT Talk with Mr. T, the show where we talk how to live occupationally with functional tips. functional suggestions and ideas through the lens of an occupational therapist. This season, season four, we're trying to take personal examples, personal tips, personal advice, especially from my own life, how to make life more functional and more independent. We want to talk a little bit about creating that virtual learning workspace and what I did for the creating an office in our own home over the years, especially now that a lot of us, including myself, are remote working. A lot of kids are going to be remote learning, even if they go in sometimes, they have the blended times. If you go in one day or two days, you still have those other days at home. How can we make a better workspace? AOTA helps us out to teach that. The preparations look this year so different because of the coronavirus COVID-19. Many school systems are doing virtual options, hybrid options, blended learning, different ideas of what to do. So we have to figure out how to help support students and our own kids to stay on track during this crazy, unprecedented time. A virtual learning space, workspace in the home is a good way to get started. There are some tips to do so. Find a workspace, an area of the home the student, the child can call their own home base, which can be used for academic instruction. Try to select a desk or a workspace that does not need to be used for other activities. I myself made a workspace in the attic, carved out a little office area, not an office per se, but the office area in the attic. One side, we talked about this a little bit, one side has the guest beds and the guest area. The other side has the office area, and I'm going to talk about that in a little bit. But first, let's go through the tips and suggestions for the workspace itself. So you got to find that home base the kids can use that doesn't need to be used for other activities. If it's a common area that's the only option, think about a plastic bin or a tote to collect school items so this space can be easily cleared for multipurpose functions so school supplies can remain accessible and organized. I think of one of my students who does this. the, The mom makes sure everything is organized right there by the dining table even though that's the area they use. It's still easily accessible and easily organized in such a way. Avoid high traffic areas so distractions are limited. If a high-traffic area is the only option, use a three-panel cardboard, display board, or poster paper to create a physical barrier, a trifold between your student and other members of the household, and any distractions. Multiple dedicated spaces are okay. Use a desk for writing and creative tasks, but allow quiet reading or research to be done in an alternative area like a playroom, bedroom, or even outside. Books, trays, binders, and pieces of cardboard could be used as lap tables for students who don't have access to a physical desk or a tabletop. I think of the the posters I used when I was in science fairs many years ago when I was a kid. The tri-fold posters are good to be used as a barrier, as a divider from the rest of the situation of what's going on in the house or the apartment. That could be a kind of a a difference of a a divider, a um, distinctive area in the house to use so that the child can focus. They actually use them in different classrooms in my own school to give them a sense of privacy and it give them a sense of of being not distracted when taking tests, but it could be used especially for regular work. Nature is proven to aid in learning and improving mood, mood explained by Bratman et al. in 2015, an area that is natural light is really good. Add a plant or flower to this space also. No matter how great the space is, encourage breaks outside... When feasible, that's the great thing about what being at home. You could go outside and inside and then outside, take a break, use the nature. That's the wonderful idea of a backyard. And if you're in an apartment, maybe there's a common area, common garden, you could go outside to get that natural ability to be outside. Creating the workstation, though, is good thing to do. Selecting a flat table or desk located near an electrical outlet and adequate lighting gives the student to view the keyboard and written materials a better ability to do so. If near a window, the computer monitor shouldn't be facing the window to reduce glare on the screen or shadows on a video conferencing platform. Make sure the chair is comfortable for the student, for the child. Make sure if they're, if they're sitting in the chair, they're 90-90-90, making sure that they're sitting in the proper way. It's okay if the student or child alternates between sitting on a bed or a couch, standing at a countertop, lounging on a beanbag chair, but remind them to change positions and vary their posture often. Whatever seating the child uses if the student uses, make sure it's a comfortable environment. If using a couch, make sure the student's back is against the back of the couch. Their feet are flat on the floor. If necessary, use a footstool to support their feet. Make sure to establish boundaries also. Consider creating signage for your students to indicate whether they can be interrupted. A color-coded clip chart can indicate availability. For example, if a clothes bin is on a green card, that means it's okay to talk. Green. Yellow means come in, but quietly. Red means your student needs complete quiet and cannot be distracted. Using post-it notes or taping a sign to the door or workspace can also work well. I remind you, I've talked about this many times, when I was studying in grad school, in college, even in high school, I could not be interrupted. I could not be distracted. I needed to have complete quiet. Some kids are like that. My wife likes the noise, likes the distraction Would be able to study with music and with things around her. But I can't do that. I need the quiet. I need to be fully focused, not a single distraction. I would lock myself in my room when studying in college and grad school. I could not hear a peep, a noise. That's why I even couldn't study in the library in college. It's it's ironic that the library should be fully quiet, but there's too many people around. Any noise, anything would bother me. I would use the common area on the floor, but if somebody would come in, I couldn't go. I had to study in my room, in my dorm room. Whatever a person needs, they need to be able to focus or not, so the post-its or the color cards can work also. As with all technology, online access controls can be used to prevent students from viewing unnecessary sites or materials that can be distracting. Other boundaries might be related to when and how to take breaks and what to do during breaks and downtime, where video can be turned on in the home, like, for example, owning the study area, when to do e-learning homework, what other types of devices and toys can be in the learning area, and how and when to ask a working parent for help if needed, and create a routine and minimize distractions. Create a routine that includes breaks and opportunities to get up and stretch. Post a copy of the school schedule for the student or other family members to reference. Create a schedule for the week with routines like reading time each day after lunch or math each morning if the student knows what to expect. Schedules, even if it's before, made the night before, can help limit distractions, especially for older students whose parents and caregivers are working outside the home. Noise-canceling headphones, I've used them also in grad school and college when studying. Great way for students to stay focused on the lessons to minimize distractions out there. Some safety issues. Notebook computers can produce heat, can get especially out when placed on the lap. Be sure to use a lap desk or barrier or pillow, something like that when possible. Prevent eye strain by encouraging breaks for the screen every 20, 20, 20, 20. Advise the student every 20 minutes to look at least 20 feet away for 20 seconds to adjust their gaze. Young children can play I spy out the window. Eye strain and poor posture can occur when using a small screen. If available, a larger monitor or a cable to connect the small device to a TV screen for easier viewing can be used. My student has done this especially for Go Noodle. They took it from the laptop, put it on the screen. Using a notebook computer or tablet all day can be hard on the hands and wrists. If available, consider connecting to an external keyboard or mouse to minimize any discomfort. Many devices accommodate dictation to eliminate or reduce the need to type, such as a text-to-speech, speech-to-text idea, Reevaluate the workspace periodically. Changes should be made to enhance student learning, and we work to help increase participation in daily living through functional, independent needs. For this, this is the occupation of learning for kids, and of course, we try to give tips from my own life in order to do this. And I just wanted to mention for a minute what I did in my own work area in the office in the attic. Again, we have a couple of floors in the attic, all the way at the top. I made an office area in the home. I took a glass Glass coffee table that we used in our apartment when we lived in the in the city and when we moved to the suburbs out here in Long Island, we took the glass table, we brought it up to the attic, I got those bed razors that some people put, but I used both of them, one was the big one and then the small one on top of the big one, then I put the desk on that for all four legs and voila, the glass coffee table went from a coffee table and became an office desk, it has two levels on the bottom level, it has like paper, Stuff like that. The top level is where I put my laptop and I have the the LED light and I have my laser office printer right next to that. I have the color printer and I have the pens and pencils and I have the two fans next to me. So it's organized area. And I have all the storage units besides for the standing fans. also have the phone right next to me, an office landline. I call it my home office number for my students to call me on. Or for when I do lectures or the like, I use that phone line dedicated for those things. And of course, we have all the storage units, so it's like an office with... With ability to organize, I have at least four sets of the three shelves, and each shelf has a different purpose. One has OT supplies, one has, like, papers and documents, one has, like, old paraphernalia, but each one has a different purpose. So making an office area, a dedicated workspace, and I feel... Able to more focus in that area because it is dedicated for the workspace. I have my materials up there and I am in the zone up there. And of course, I have the office chair also. It's important to have the right type of chair. The chair is on wheels. The chair leans back. And if I can put my feet up on the desk in between students, it gives me an ability to just feel like I'm in a really work area, a really good work area. So it's important to make sure for our children and ourselves, we have that work area, the office space in your home in your first floor, second floor, wherever it is, but make sure it's comfortable for the kids, comfortable for us, so that we can use it in the right way and make sure that we're functional, as functional, as independent as possible. Join us next time as we move over to other topics, including contactless living here on OT Talk with Mr. T. And I'm your host, Mr. T.